Hi everyone, welcome back to the MPPA Alumni Series and I'm your host Radha Siraj and in today's episode we'll be speaking to a wonderful guest. Her name is Bryony Halpin and she is currently a Senior Policy Analyst at the Ontario Human Rights Commission. She speaks to us about her experiences with the MPPA program, touches on her PhD and provides some good advice for future students. Thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. I'm sure listeners are very excited to hear about your experiences. Uh, this is the first time I'm talking to someone uh, who's working at the Ontario Human Rights Commission, and I understand that you are a senior policy analyst. Before we get into that, let's start all the way from the back. A bit about your background in terms of undergrad and what led you to the MPPA program. Yeah, sure. So my name is Bryony, and I'm a senior policy analyst uh, at the commission. Um, I graduated from the MPPA program in 2007, uh, which was its second year. Um, my undergraduate degree was in uh, political science at Concordia University. And in between my undergraduate and um, coming to Ryerson, um, I took about three years and I did some internships and I did some traveling um, and some other sort of research projects. Um, and then I joined, uh, I joined at Ryerson. Wow, okay. And were you a full-time student? I was. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you must have had some kind of expectations coming into the program. I'm sure you looked at maybe other similar programs. So why was it Ryerson that caught your attention? Yeah, so Ryerson caught my attention. Well, at that point, um, the U of T program did not yet exist. Um, and uh, I had just... I wanted to stay in Toronto and, and, and uh, I was really excited by the fact that the Ryerson program was new and it seemed quite progressive. Um, I really liked um, the profiles of the faculty members that I read and uh, one uh, tip that I would give any new, um, new student or emerging student is I met with uh, a professor, I actually met with Janet Lum um, okay. before I applied um, and I wanted to get a sense of what the program, if the program was going to be the right fit for me um, and so that was really an excellent um, approach because I got that first-hand experience talking to somebody about what their program was going to look like and they were only in their second year so um, there was tons of uh, exciting energy around the program and um, and lots of um, they were very receptive in terms of hearing what students wanted and how students wanted uh, the program to be. So I was very excited about that. Right, right. And I, and I know a lot of the courses uh, since the first year have been very successful and are still running. Do you mm. remember a few topics or maybe courses that you really enjoyed? Absolutely. Um, so State and the Economy was one of my uh, favorite courses. Mm -hmm. Um, I really had been um, doing a lot of critical uh, international development research before I came, um, but after, and we can get into this a little bit later, I started to focus more on Canadian policy um, after I went through the program. But it was just an excellent introduction on how government and, and, and the state um, intersects with the economy um, and some assumptions that we make about that relationship. Um, so that was an excellent class. I also did diversity and equity in the public service, also a favorite of mine. Um, I believe uh, it was really uh, the professor at the time, and I, I'm fairly certain it's still the same professor, um, really pushed uh, the, the class to think 
beyond ideas of diversity and equity into more spaces of anti-racism. And it just felt um, boundary pushing at that time for me. Um, and it was very exciting. Right. Yeah. And uh, you did mention that you were doing some internships before the program. So I'm assuming you also did a co-op placement with this program? I didn't, no. no. Okay. I, did, I did the 12, at, 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 in 2006, 2007, I'm not sure if it's structured the same way, but I did a 12 month um, intensive full time and I did the MRP option. Okay. Um, so I didn't actually seek out, um, I didn't do the co-op placement. Um, and as a, we'll probably get into what, what I, I had gone into the program assuming that I would finish school after that and maybe go into government. But I was encouraged actually by faculty members at Ryerson to pursue a PhD, which is what I did afterwards. Right. Um, yeah, so the co-op placement didn't quite make as much sense for me at that time, um, but I heard some really great, great things about it. Right, so speak to us about the MRP. I'm sure there's so many students who are looking into that. Some of them might be nervous. So what was the process like and what did you do your MRP topic on? Hmm. So I did my topic on um, drinking water policy on First Nations reserves and I used um, a, a human rights analysis. Um, so using, so UNDRIP were the United Nations declarations on the rights of indigenous peoples had just actually been signed in 2006. Canada was not yet a signatory, um, but it, that I used that sort of international framing to look at some of the challenges with drinking water on First Nations reserves. And I had come from a background of, of focusing more on international work, um, but through the uh, excellent guidance of my supervisor at the time, um, she had sort of helped guide some of my interests into, into um, Canadian spaces and Canadian policy um, and it was great. It felt daunting yeah. uh, at first as it always does um, but you know with a, with a diligent writing practice and, and very supportive faculty at Ryerson it, it was, uh, felt like quite an accomplishment at the end. It was great. That's really great and kind of moving on from that, I, I really want to know, I feel like the most important part of this interview is what have you been up to after graduating from the MPP? Yeah, yeah. So like I mentioned before, I was encouraged by a couple of faculty members to apply to a PhD program. Um, I didn't do it right after leaving because it was, you know, I, I didn't want to go directly into the program. So I took a little bit of time and again, on encouragement of my supervisor at Ryerson, um, I did a policy fellowship. So I did a research based um, one year fellowship at the Duncan or sorry, the Gordon Foundation. And that was focused on water policy and indigenous rights as well. So what I did is I took my MRP, which gave me a certain amount of expertise, and then I moved it into a, a, a policy fellowship afterwards. And I think at that point, I was really building my research skills and my, and my sort of graduate level work was expanding. And I used that work as the policy fellowship, as well as my work at Ryerson to apply to, I did uh, environmental studies at York University. 
Um, and again, um, and I, again, I can't, I can't stress this enough. I met with a faculty member at York before I applied, and that was really uh, a great move because I, um, I ended up developing a relationship with her, and she became my supervisor, my dissertation supervisor. So, um, yeah, it sort of all. I had never thought that I was going to do a doctorate, but I really felt. Um, I really felt supported at Ryerson, and I, I credit some of the faculty that that I worked with there for that encouragement. Um, not only did I, I get a lot of technical skills out of the program, but I also got that uh, you know when pe folks are young, young graduate students, sometimes your confidence is is not there, and they helped me see that that I in fact I was capable to do those things. So that was really great. Yeah, I definitely give credit to, to the support system Ryerson offers, but also you mentioned that you met with a lot of people before applying to programs and getting into programs. So mm -hmm. it's definitely the networking skills as well. Would you say so? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I will say that the program provided us with networking for um, uh, connections in the OPS or connections at the City of Toronto, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, the first job that I, so I now in the Ontario Public Service at the Commission, we're arm's length, but I've been in the Commission for, I've been at the OPS for four years. And I got my job at the OPS, my first contract at the OPS, because of someone who I went to Ryerson with. Okay. Um, so yeah, like it's really, you can't understate uh, the value that those connections will, will provide to you later in your career, for sure. Definitely. And it, it's so nice to hear that you were able to successfully complete the PhD and now working in the OPS. Can you talk to us about your current position? I know with COVID, yeah. you might be working from home, so there might not be a typical day at work, but what does your position consist of in any tasks or projects you're working on? Sure. Yeah. So I'm at the commission. Um, I currently work on, I've worked on education and I've also worked on COVID-19. So um, I've only been at the commission for just under a year. Um, so before COVID hit, I was working on education and human rights in education. So um, that's usually focuses around, the commission is focused around the application of the Ontario Human Rights Code. And we do systemic analysis on discrimination and application of the code um, in various um, sectors and education is one of them. So we focus on um, uh, experiences of discrimination in the education system. So racism, very topical uh, of the day. The commission has done a lot of work on racism in education and also disability in education. Um, so I was working on that, but then COVID hit um, and uh, we had to respond very quickly as, as anyone in government has had to do. Um, and we really put a human rights-based analysis on, on the actions of the government. So the commission is an arm's length agency um, that, that um, has the function to really make sure the government and other actors are abiding by the Ontario Human Rights Code. Um, so we've done, it's been fascinating work as awful as COVID is. Um, you do policy work, it's very, very interesting time to be in government. Definitely, and a lot of important work going on that a lot of people might not even realize uh, policy and research is needed for. And for those yes. of the listeners listening that might be kind of intimidated uh, or feel like this this 
kind of job might require too much work. Can you talk to us about the work environment? Are you working individually? Do you have、mm -hmm. a team? How does that、mm -hmm. work? Yeah, so I, I am working at home, but when we were in office, the, so the commission itself is only about forty people,、um, so it's a small team. But I have worked, I've worked at ministries, mostly small ministries, but I, I've been in the OPS for about four years. So in the three years before I came to the commission, I was at the Ministry of Indigenous Affairs and the Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing,、um, and those are kind of small ministries compared to things like health and education.、Um, But yeah, on in all of those positions, I've worked on really fabulous teams.、Mm -hmm. um, but you really, in policy work, you do collaborate.、Um, but sometimes you're working quite a bit alone. It depends on your your project leads, like what work you're doing,、um, and it depends on、uh, yeah the the direction that you've been given, right? So、uh, we do collaborate. We do. Draw on the experience and expertise of our colleagues, but a lot of the work, because it's research writing,、um, a lot of the research and writing pieces you're you're doing on your own.、Um, but、uh, I have I should should、uh, state this too is that I have met some incredible,、um, amazing people at the OPS. Super smart, many of whom went to Ryerson actually. Um, just really smart and committed public servants. It's been a it's been a great experience for that. Right, that's great. And because you've had so much experience with the OPS, and then of course you did your PhD. What are some skills you think are a hundred percent mandatory to be successful in this line of work in terms of research, policy, but then also PhD level work? Yeah. So the. There's there's an interesting sort of so the PhD a lot of the skills I I got in while doing my PhD which is like complex research data analysis、um, critical thinking、um, a lot of that has been easily transported over into policy work so we just have different names for it in policy so right, we do environmental scans or jurisdictional scans which is really like in when you're doing a PhD it's your literature review so there's you know very、yeah. similar skill sets is like knowing what we know already and then identifying gaps and making recommendations on those gaps so you can say that a dissertation does a very similar thing、um, but i do smaller versions of that、um, when i'm doing policy、um, so i think You know, writing clear writing is is one of the most important skills. If you do policy or program work in the government,、um, learning、uh, plain language, like learning how to to write, so it's accessible. It has to be accessible. Doesn't mean it does. It can't be complex, but it needs to be accessible writing. So, I think that、um, academic work. Helps you for that a little bit, but it was a challenge to move from academic writing to plain language government writing,、um, and so I, I think I've effectively done that now. But that that was one sort of difference.、Um, the way you write academic papers at Ryerson too versus how you write in the government can be quite different.、Um, so writing. Having a daily writing practice, or just practicing, 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 is is something that I, you know, I can't stress enough. And that that's a lifelong、um, journey. Is like strengthening your writing, but writing is key.、Um, and I think, you know, what I've noticed is that the government governments tend to be risk adverse. 
sometimes. Um, and, and the OPS is a very big organization. Sometimes if you have bold ideas, it can be, um, it can be hard to move them forward. But I will say that having bold ideas and trying to think outside of the box um, is also celebrated too. And I found, I've had some really great experiences of like, hey, wait a minute, how about we do it this way? And um, if you back that up with evidence, you can really uh, do some exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Great, okay, great. And then kind of ending off the discussion, is there something you wish you knew coming into the program that future students can take as a good piece of advice? Um, I don't think so. I, I, well, I will say is like be open to, to having, um, having your course be changed. Because I, I had really thought again that I wouldn't do a doctorate and, and but I realized through my 12 months at Ryerson that I did want to pursue research um, in, a, in a bigger way. Um, always with the, I, I didn't really have the intention of, of joining um, academia after, I wanted to make sure that I did a dissertation that could be applied to the policy world as well. So I kind of securing the fact that I would end up in government anyways. But, but basically my piece of advice is go in with an open mind. Um, you never know what is going to pique your interest and the faculty at Ryerson are diverse uh, bunch in terms of their interests and in their research pursuits etc um, and there are some fabulous uh, sort of leaders in their field at Ryerson and um, a couple of them, a handful of them really opened my eyes um, to some of the possibilities. So that's what, that would be my, my piece of advice. Stay open. <laughs> open. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. I'm sure future students listening to this can definitely benefit from your experiences and not stress over planning every single detail. Cause like you said, no. you might end up doing things you never thought you would. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Absolutely. Well, everyone, I would like to end the discussion here. I hope that this episode was useful in terms of providing useful insight uh, about PhD, how the research and policy lens can be applied to all sorts of issues, and maybe inspiring you to look past your master's in pursuing a PhD.